I'm life and business coach, Samantha Sifring, and this is the Online Business Building Mamas podcast, where you learn how to build a wildly successful business from home while raising kids. Welcome to another episode of the Badass Mother Podcast. How are you? I hope that you're doing amazing, and I hope that you loved the special Monday episode this week. I had that idea a little while ago that I really wanted to come up with quick five-minute type, like super short and easy to digest episodes to send you on Mondays to help start your week off on a really good note. And also, none of my favorite podcasts come out on Monday. So Monday is like a huge vacuum in my Apple podcast app. So I figured maybe it is for you too. And maybe you would love to have just something quick to listen to as you're getting ready in the morning or driving the kids to school or whatever it may be to get you in the mood for the week and get you in the right mindset for Monday. So I hope you loved it. I have a giant list of like 30 different topics. So I am definitely going to be continuing that on. I would love to hear your thoughts if you want to add a review or hop on over to Facebook and let me know what you think there. I've been getting a lot of feedback in my group, Online Business Building Mamas, about my podcast, which has been excellent. I love hearing what you are learning, what you're applying, what you loved. So thank you so much to all of you who have shared that. Okay, today we are talking about money mindset. This has been coming up with all of my clients lately, and it has been coming up with me lately. I read a money mindset book recently, and I also am in the process of making a humongous investment for me right now in my business. It's the biggest one I've made. And just dealing with all of the mental drama that comes up with it. I have hired coaches before. This is just a bigger investment. And I feel like I'm going through everything that my clients go through when they decide to sign on with me. And I've been there before, but I haven't made like a new coaching decision in a little while. And It is just so interesting to see all the parallels and all the thoughts that come up for me and all the fears. I am feeling really at peace and amazing about it today because I'm decided I already committed. But before I committed, like the last day or two before I had to commit, when it was coming up and I knew I had to make the decision, I felt physically ill. Like, I felt like I was going to throw up. I was literally having heart palpitations. Like, I felt terrible. And luckily, I knew that I was really just freaking myself out. But I could imagine, like, if I had never been through something like that before, if I didn't really know what to expect or how our brains are really, really committed to keeping us stuck where we are, I might have thought, well, this is an obvious no. Like I'm having a physical reaction when really I was having a physical reaction to my fear and all of my fearful thoughts and the fact that 
my brain knows this is going to take me to another level as a person and in my business. And ultimately, my brain would really just love for me to sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day and like eat chips and ice cream. My brain does not really want me building an empire and, you know, doing all of the things that I'm doing, putting myself out there, building this at a big level. It really is like, why don't we just stay safe and keep doing what we already know? So I went through that process of having to deal with that. And I'm sure it's not the end of it. (laughs) Our brains are always throwing new creative ways to keep us stuck out in our path. But I just wanted to share that, like share how intense it was for me to make that decision and how I still decided to go forward because I knew from the part of me that knows how to achieve my goals. So if you kind of think that there's like two parts of our brain, there's the one that's trying to keep us safe, it's trying to get us on the couch, it's trying to keep us in the cave, basically not doing the unknown, not risking anything, just staying safe, even if we don't really like where we currently are. It's like, this is known, stay here. So we have that one part of our brain. And then we have the other part that's like, you have these big goals and these big dreams and these risky leaps of faith are the way to get there. Let's do it. And these two parts of our brain sometimes tangle with each other. And that's what was happening. So I wanted to share it in case you are there, in case you have felt that same feeling. And I'll tell you, I felt that with my very first investments in my business, which were not big. Like I felt that when I got the like $50 LLC from the state of Colorado. I felt that when I spent like $12 to buy my domain. You know, like those first investments that I was making in my business felt just as scary, just as huge. Now, when I renew those things for the same price, I'm like, no brainer. This is super easy. No second thoughts at all about it. And now it's more about, whoa, I'm I'm doing these like really big investments to invest in growing my brain and my skills and who I am personally and really stretching myself to the next level. And that's terrifying. (laughs) I was basically like, okay, so I'm spending all this money to feel really, really bad. (laughs) Because sometimes that's how coaching feels. We're challenged. We're out of our comfort zone. It's really, really uncomfortable. But ultimately, it's in service to our long-term goals. And that's what I kept coming back to. Like, I have long-term goals and I want to reach them. And I have no doubt that this is the way to do it. And I just have to do it even though I'm feeling like this. So in case any of you are in that same boat, making similar decisions at any level, you are not alone. I am there with you. So let's dive into money mindset. Today we are talking about transforming your money mindset. And I think that probably everything here is something that you may have heard somewhere else. I do have kind of a a unique way of breaking out how we interact with money. Um, But what I want you to know before we even get started 
is that this is an ongoing process. So you're not just going to show up and listen to this podcast and have all of your money things be cured forever. So just know when you're doing this work, it's not a quick fix. Your money mindset has been the same for 20, 30, 40, 50, however old you are, years. And it's not going to change from a one like 30 minute podcast or even like eight hours of an audiobook or whatever. So keep that in mind. Know that this is something that takes a while to master. And even if you've heard some of this stuff before, I want you to see what you can learn from it, hearing it again from my words. Because you can always learn new things from the same information. This is something that has amazed me for my whole life that you can go back to the same book or the same um, CD or movie or whatever it is, go through it again and new things pop out to you each time. So take that uh, as your challenge listening to this, even if you've heard some of these things before, think about what can you take from this and start to give yourself a transformation and start to have some shifts, even if it's something that you've heard before. Okay, let's talk about why this is important. Why is your money mindset so important? Two reasons. The way that you think about and interact with money can sabotage you from making more money or it can cause you to continue to create situations where you don't have enough money even if you make a lot of money. This was something that I really had to learn. After I overcame my thoughts that I could only make $1,000 a month from home and I started making more than that, I created situations for myself where I didn't have enough money even though I was making $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, $5,000, You know, like as I grew... I still had situations where I was not making enough money because I was adding on expenses. I was having like things come up that I had to spend money on. And this was a really rude awakening for me that this was not the way that I wanted to run my business. And my coach even said like, you're going to get to, you know, all the way to the top. As you know, you're going to just continue making tons and tons of money and still be creating this situation. So you really have to get a handle on it at a beginning phase so that you don't do that. So that you aren't that millionaire who like has no cash in their bank, you know, not that like millionaires like have a million dollars in their bank account. Usually they usually have it other places, but like. You're making a million dollars and you can't make a $10,000 investment same day if it comes up or something like that. You know, like it's not available to you. And I didn't want that for myself. Like I didn't want to always have money stress. And I kind of had this idea like money stress was going to go away. Like eventually I could out earn money stress. And what I learned was No, not so much. There's just new money stress at each level and you really have to learn how to handle it soon, like quickly at the beginning so that it doesn't follow you 
and be something that's tripping you up later on. So here's how I like to think about how we interact with money. We interact with money in two ways. One is the physical, the actions that you take, the reality in your bank account, the strategies with money. The other is in your mind. It's with your thinking, it's with your feeling, it's with the energy that you have and you bring to what you are doing. Most money experts that I see are talking about one or the other primarily, but I think that they both deeply, deeply matter. And you really need both pieces together to nail your money mindset. Let's talk about that physical side first. There's a couple things here. First, you absolutely must know your cash flow. What's coming in? What's going out? Money does not mysteriously leave you or avoid you or like sneak out of your bank account in the middle of the night when you aren't looking. You truly need to know what is going on. And sometimes that starts with just not being afraid to look. So if you're like me, then you tend to be afraid to look. This is how I was in college. And the Shopaholic series of books really spoke to me at this time of my life. And it still kind of does. I still refer back to a few things from that book series because of how much of an impression it made on me during that time. But I remember that she would just like get all these notices in the mail and hide them under the bed, never open bank statements, never open credit card bills, like all of that stuff she would just be too afraid to look at. And that was absolutely me in college. I was really keeping my head in the sand. And I want to encourage you that you really should not be keeping your head in the sand, especially if you're a business owner. You have to really like put on the big girl panties, put on the CEO hat and arm yourself with the facts. If you don't do this, you can end up doing one of two things. One is overspending. So that's spending more than what you have and getting yourself in a bind that you then have to dig yourself out of or under investing. And that's just being in this mindset that you can't spend anything. So when you do have opportunities to invest in your business, you're just like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have the money. When really like you have no clue. The amount of people who get on consult calls with me and then say something like, I've got to check the budget really, really surprises me because I never got on calls with people if I didn't already have like really good awareness of what I could be spending. And I think there's a lot of ways to do it, of course. Like sometimes maybe it's a different amount than you had in mind or something like that. But just like having no clue at all of your financial reality when you get on a call with somebody is shocking. And it's not how a serious business owner runs their business. Now, sometimes it's something that people say just to say something and their real concern is something different. 
So that's totally valid too. That's something that I teach my clients when we talk about objections and how you run your consult and sales calls and that kind of thing. Um, But for those that it's truly true of, you really need to take an honest look at how you are approaching your business and how you're approaching your business finances and how you invest in growing your business. Under investing is absolutely something that I'm guilty of. I had this really weird pattern and it's definitely still like the urge and inclination that I have where it's like big purchases. I'm like, oh, I could never do that. Even if it's something where I'm like, this would change my life. I think that this would make such a big difference for me, but like it's just too much money. But then like I would go out to eat and shop and like $50 my way to that large amount and not even realize it. So this is a perfect example of how having knowledge about your own financial situation can completely change your approach to your business, can totally empower you to make really powerful decisions. So instead of going to Starbucks, going to Panera, going to Target, and spending that amount of money without realizing it, you can be really conscious about where your dollars are going and intentional, and then you'll be able to have that money to invest in the other things that are really gonna set you up for reaching your goals. Target, Starbucks, they're not helping us reach our goals. On top of knowing your cash flow, I do want to acknowledge that struggling with money is a real thing. But I want you to know when you're building a business, struggling with money can be absolutely toxic. Starting a business because you desperately need money from it can be so, so poisonous to the success of that business. So if you're in that boat, if you're struggling with desperation and a really severe, strong money need, and you're trying to grow your business, I encourage you to look elsewhere. Brainstorm ways to make money, plan to support your business for a bit, and get a part-time job, something like that. This is what I did when when I first started my business. I had actually multiple part-time jobs. So as you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. I couldn't just go out and get a retail job or work at Starbucks for tips or whatever. I had to figure out something from home. So there was a handful of things that I did. So some of the stuff that we did was selling stuff. So we would sell cars we would i would sell a lot of my clothes on poshmark um just get rid of stuff that we were not using anymore or didn't really need that kind of thing so selling was part of it what i also did was work as a virtual assistant for a while so as most of you know i was working for another coach She had a life coaching agency. She had multiple coaches who worked for her. So I had some income from that. I also did some virtual assisting for a few different businesses on the side. So I had a couple different streams of income. So I didn't need my business to be bringing me money right away. 
because I had other forms of income and I actually ramped those up a lot to be able to invest in my business more and more. And then suddenly it was able to, like once I hit that tipping point, the business was able to start kind of supporting itself and being able to pay for some of those investments and it just got better and better. So there is no shame in having other forms of income while you are building your business. I think it's really healthy. I think it's really good. I think it really speaks to your commitment to have a long-term, sustainable, successful business. So really think through that. You know, this is not like a hobby or something like that, but sometimes it feels like it at the beginning because you're still figuring out how to make it work and you're pouring money in. You just want to make sure that the money you're putting in is money you're getting back out with value that you're getting. And that's something that you can choose to get. You choose to gain all the value that you can from something that you've invested in. You get to really make sure that you're getting your money's worth and you get to define that. I went to a conference recently and while I was there, I decided like no matter what, I'm going to get my money's worth. And what I realized like kind of quickly was that a lot of the topics were not necessarily things that were super relevant to me, but I figured out how to get my money's worth. There's a few speakers that blew my socks off and the ones that didn't, I really paid attention. Well, I paid attention to all of the speakers. How did they structure their talk? How did they present their information? What was the structure of this? How how did they interact on stage? So I was sure to mine every possible bit of value that I possibly could from it and stay really positive about what I was getting from the experience. And I walked away with pages and pages and pages of notes on all different aspects of what I saw and what I learned. And it was not always what was directly being taught on stage. So when you are making investments, really commit and take responsibility for getting your money's worth. And I promise you, you will be able to do that. Okay. So as far as this episode goes, this is literally it for the physical side. Have awareness of your money situation. Know what's going on. Take responsibility is number one. Number two, know how to make more money to be able to keep going. So let's talk about the mental side. The first thing that I want to say that is probably my pet peeve whenever I accidentally do it or my clients do, I want you to know you are not a victim So stop talking from the victim mentality. Things like, I can't afford that, that's out of the question, Um, basically like looking to other people to take care of it, so like not even taking responsibility for your money, just being like, my husband does it, Um, my husband won't let me. Like if that, I have had that before on consults and I'm like, oh no. I totally agree with having joint decision-making around money, especially if you're a stay-at-home mom and he earns the money and, you know, 
you have that kind of relationship of like, we are going to have joint conversations. But the, my husband says, blah, 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 my husband won't let me, makes me crazy. I think maybe it's like the feminist in me or whatever, but I'm like, oh no. (laughs) So I want to see you empowering yourself because I think that the way that you talk and think about money deeply, deeply, deeply matters. So when you have this stance of like money is something that happens to me or it's someone else's domain, you have no power when it comes to money and it comes from your own mind. So you have the power to give yourself that power back with money. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how to do that. You need to pay attention to the energy of your thoughts about money. A good way to do this is to journal about every thought that you have around money and just get all of those out. So maybe it's like, I can't afford stuff. There's never enough. My husband's in charge of that. Whatever it is, like get all of that stuff out. And it may be some positive stuff too. Like maybe it's like, I can make as much as I want. Like who knows? You may have positive stuff in there. I think that we all probably have positive and negative thoughts about money. Once you get all of them down, write the feeling that it creates in your body next to it. So when you write each one down, like next to that, you're going to just take a moment, get curious, what's going on in my body when I think this, and write that feeling down. As I'm talking about the energy of your thoughts, some of you may be like, ooh, what's that? I definitely used to be that way. So if that's you, you don't have to feel weird about it. I get it. But I do think that if you really think about it, you can understand what this is. So thinking about thoughts like, you have to work hard for money. Money doesn't grow on trees. There's never enough. Like, what are the feelings that you feel? What's the energy that you feel from those thoughts? You have to work hard for money? Feels kind of exhausting, right? Like, you're thinking about hard work. You're like, eh, maybe it's not really worth it. Maybe I don't really need any money anyway. Money doesn't grow on trees. Like, that sounds like, well, maybe I don't know how to get money. Maybe it's really hard. Like, maybe this is something that's out of reach for me. Maybe I'm going to feel discouraged. There's never enough. Like, I can't imagine anything more discouraging than telling yourself there's never enough money. That is so, so bad to have those thoughts, even if that's what you perceive to just be like an observation. Like, this feels innocent and true. There's never enough. It's not innocent, and it's not a good way to be thinking. And if you have that thought... You want to really question it and you want to have the facts and then maybe you need to do the part-time job or maybe you need to cut back the expenses. One of the things that, again, back to Shopaholic, one of the things that has really stuck with me from that series is the main character, Becky, her dad, when he found out about her financial situation was like, you have two choices. You can cut back or you can make more money. And he would say CB or MMM. And I always think back to CB or MMM. 
And when you're in this situation of feeling like you don't have enough money, first you want to find out, is this an actual fact or is this just like a feeling that I have that's not based in anything? And then you have to make that decision. Am I going to cut back or am I going to make more money? Those are my options to take responsibility and move forward out of this space. So those were some examples of some of those like low energy, negative feeling thoughts. Here are some on the other side. I am a money magnet. I love this one. You can think this at any time. And the more you think it, the more you're going to see really funny examples of how it's true. Whenever I'm thinking I'm a money magnet, I always find coins on the ground. I always get like random checks in the mail. All kinds of weird little things happen when I'm thinking this. And now like when those weird things happen, even if I wasn't thinking it, this thought always pops back into my mind. Like I'll be picking up a penny on the ground like I'm a money magnet. And I know that that may not be like the money that you want to receive one penny on the ground. But I think having that thought puts you in such a different space, right? Like think about the feeling you feel when you're like, I'm a money magnet. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling abundant. I'm feeling magnetic. I'm feeling like there's hope and like this might be working, you know? I think it's a very fun thought to have. Some other thoughts, there is always enough. There is more than enough. I really like both of those, and you can kind of choose that based on your money situation. So when I was a stay-at-home mom with like almost no income at all and starting to do this money mindset work, and we were just living on one income, I really dug into this. There's always enough. Like, yes, sometimes there was like enough for like our bills and that's it. But what I learned to really think about is that those things were covered. So I didn't have to stress about putting food on the table, having a roof over our heads. There was always enough for those things. And sometimes now, like when I have anxiety around money, I come back to this thought, there's always enough. I think it's a really, really powerful thought, even if you have very tight finances, to really claim that. It's such a higher vibe type feeling than there's never enough or whatever else, or finances are tight or whatever it is. There's always enough. I also like there's always more than enough. So this is where I am right now. This is a thought that I come back to now. Like we always have more than enough for like our needs and a lot of our wants. And that's a really good perspective to have. Like, okay, maybe I don't have a brand new car. Maybe we aren't going on a big vacation this summer, like last summer or, you know, like a previous year or like a friend is, but there's always more than enough. Another thing along those same lines that I really love, I'm choosing not to buy that right now. So that's really the true thought for me around the car and the vacation. I'm choosing not to buy that right now because guess what? I'm buying other stuff. (laughs) I'm doing Invisalign and I just did this massive business investment. Those are my priorities right now and they are not sexy and they are not exciting and they don't look good on Instagram. 
but they are the things that are my priorities. They are what I have chosen to buy right now. I didn't choose to buy the car that I really wanted right now. I chose to keep driving the one I've had for five years that is 15 years old (laughs) and that is totally okay. So I just want to encourage you, I'm choosing not to buy that right now can be so empowering to you. So really claim that thought. Stop saying I can't afford that because we are able to scrounge up money for a lot of crazy things that we want. Trust me, like really think about it. Think about like when you have basically moved mountains to pay for something that you really wanted, whether it was like, we got to figure out how to get food on the table or like we've got to make this preschool payment or whatever it was, like drop this I can't afford that story and really hold tightly to, I'm choosing not to buy that right now. That's not a priority for me right now. And really then think through what you are creating and what you are noticing when you are having those thoughts. I find when I'm thinking the more positive thoughts, I create more money and I also notice more opportunities in my life because I'm actually open to them. Instead of telling the universe and everything else like, There's never enough. I have to work really hard. Like that really closes you off to really interesting opportunities to have money just come to you randomly because sometimes you don't have to work hard for it. I know that that's not a popular narrative with a lot of us. It's not the way that we were raised, but I mean, I technically, I guess, work hard in my business. I focus on it, but guess what? It doesn't feel like hard work ever. It's fun. Like really, if you think about it, I get paid to talk to people and like post on social media and talk into a microphone and put it out into the world, you know, like, is that hard work? I'm not building a railroad or something over here, you know? So really shift your thinking about some of these things and notice how differently you feel and how differently you look at things because that really, truly matters. Another thing about the mental side, you need to look at your past. You might be aware of your money blocks, but you need to go back through memories that you have about money and forgive yourself, forgive other people, and recognize where those patterns and blocks and thoughts came from because there's usually specific events that they came from. I know that I went through this process of watching my dad be an entrepreneur and going through highs and lows. You know, like I remember times where we were like at the Four Seasons in the Bahamas and then other times where there wasn't enough money to give me my allowance for months. You know, it was really this like feast and famine cycle that I grew up watching and it was something that was really ingrained in me, that this is what life had to look like. And I could then see it with myself that like when I would make more money, I would spend more money and then I would not have enough money. And that is a bad feeling instead of really taking control of my own finances. So look at your past, see what memories you have around money. Every single one of my clients who has done this has been surprised at what they came up with. And every single one of them and me really resisted sitting down and doing it. So I really encourage you to care enough about yourself 
to sit down and do this. Um, for more on this exercise, check out Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. Me and all of my clients have been reading this and it is really a great book on money mindset. And if you get the audible version, she's Australian and she reads it to you in her delightful accent. So bonus. Another thing in the mind game around money is gratitude. This one single thing totally transformed the way that I look at my finances. Having gratitude for everything and really allowing myself to want what I currently have has been so powerful. This looks like being grateful to pay for electricity, clean water, my home, gas for my car, those kinds of things like having gratitude. Can you imagine like being at the gas pump and like feeling grateful that you can fill your car up with gas? Can you imagine writing the mortgage payment and feeling really grateful for your home and remembering how you felt when you bought your home and when you first moved in? It's really, really powerful. The fastest way out of a lack mentality is to walk around your house and create gratitude and desire for all the things in it. Remember like when you really wanted that thing. Like I'm looking around my office right now and I have like a mini anthropology candle next to my computer and I'm like, oh, remember when I really wanted that? Yes, I love that candle. That smell of candle, the Capri Blue candle, like that's my favorite thing. I got that for, for my Christmas present and I totally remember when I really, really wanted it. It is one of those things that's on my Pinterest wish list all the time. I was looking at my bookshelf in here and like every single book on there, I remember when I really wanted to buy it and then I bought it. I am looking at my printer <laughs> and when I bought that printer, I remember that I spent like 20 extra dollars to get the little bit nicer printer with a little bit more features and I was so excited about it. And now I have that printer, you know, so you can look around, like look around the room that you're in, look around your house and remember what it felt like to want that thing and create that same want and create that gratitude from that moment. You are going to feel so much abundance. Like I'm even looking at like, I have a little cup full of my favorite pens and I have little three by five note cards. Like I just, I love office supplies. And sometimes like I typically just overlook all of that stuff and don't even think about it anymore because it's not new anymore. I don't notice it anymore, but you can put those new eyes back on and notice all of those things. And I promise you're going to be astounded by the level of abundance around you. It might make you want to be a little bit more of a minimalist. Last point about the mindset, you get to define your own luxury. So the really amazing thing about feeling abundant is that this is something that you can feel in your own mind. Are you saving gift cards, nice candles, so for samples, all the last two pumps of a really expensive face cream, whatever it is, use those things. 
Let yourself feel pampered and special and luxurious right now for no other reason than treating yourself and letting yourself feel that level of luxury and abundance. Use your stuff. Use your best stuff. Use your nice stuff. Eat off your china. I've been using our china and our silver more and more, and it feels so good to pull that out and use it instead of having it for a special occasion. So I encourage you to do that. You have this stuff all around your house. Use it and feel amazing using it. This is just scratching the surface of Money Mindset Work because truly it's so much more than just one podcast or one book can give you. Money Mindset Work is something I work on with all of my clients, and this is ongoing work, not something that you just magically cure with one coaching session or whatever. It also takes action. Sitting around thinking about money mindset can actually become a way that you avoid doing something. So watch out for that. Be on to yourself. I want you today to think about what one step are you going to take to get into action today to work on this. And if you want to take this work deeper, I want to invite you onto a free call with me to explore what's holding you back and how you can move forward and achieve your goals. Whether you decide to work with me further or not on this call, you're going to walk away with a ton of clarity on your next steps and what has been limiting you so far. If that interests you, I would love to talk more and meet you. To sign up, go to bit.ly slash call Samantha, B-I-T dot L-Y slash call Samantha, all lowercase. All right, everyone. I hope to be chatting with some of you very soon. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. If you like this podcast, I want to invite you to coach with me over in my program, Mama to CEO. There's you and there's the consistent income you want to make in your business. And I help you remove everything standing in between. It's lifetime access for mastering your marketing, sales, time, and everything else you need to have the business and life you really want. Whether it's making your first thousand or a hundred thousand, I can help you do it. To join, go to mamatoceo.com. M-A-M-A-T-O-C-E-O.com.